Lesson 12 The Soul's Journey to God December 17, 2020 I come once again. I am Jesus. I come with deep pleasure to be able to speak through this instrument and to the world. It is my hope that one day many will read these words which I have spoken and find great comfort and truth in them. For we make great effort to come to your world so that the truth of the soul may come to the consciousness of men. At this time in your earthly plane, very little is understood by the common man of these matters. For many who inhabit the earth plane, the activities and stimulation of daily life continue to distract and demand the focus of the mind upon these things. Deeper thoughts of the spiritual and thoughts of the future the destinies, and that which pertains to the journey of each individual soul are not entertained to any great degree. Those who have sought these answers often have come to a place that is a dead end, or have come to adopt certain ideas and edicts that are mostly the imaginations of men, rather than the truth of God. Though the truth of God is a simple matter, the truth of God's existence can be awakened within the soul, with those prayerful inclinations of any soul upon this world. Yet because of the clutter of thoughts, the distractions and applications of the capacities of humans to interact in your world, thoughts of God and thoughts of a deeper self are lost in the cacophony of human endeavor. So we come to encourage you to set your sights deeper and higher, to set your sights within yourselves to that place where the soul resides and to set your sights to God who is outside of yourselves. Yet it requires an inner acknowledgement in order to come to that place where you may understand God. The soul is a deep mystery to man. Because of this, it is difficult to speak of the soul in the language of the material existence of man and the minds of men who go about their lives identifying, categorizing, delineating, experiencing the many aspects of life in the material world. Yet who and what motivates these expressions of the individual? Much of the thinking of men at this time is that they are the result of the mind's experiences and analysis and observation. But this is only one aspect of the experience of life. What animates the mind? What brings consciousness to the individual? How is it that you exist? These questions have long been asked, and humanity has long sought the answers. Unfortunately, humanity does not use the instruments that God has given him to answer these questions, as the faculties of the soul are the elements of man that may delve deeper than the superficial experience of the material and go towards the spiritual experience, knowledge, and understanding that is necessary in order to understand their true nature and the nature of God. The source of your love, your positive emotions, those great feelings of expansion, of joy, of compassion and desire to be with others in love and harmony, to acknowledge your loved ones and to ideally acknowledge all your brothers and sisters with love, these things come from your natural inclinations, which originate from your soul. When we say that a soul is the image of God, we mean that these attributes of the soul 
reflect to some degree the attributes of God. God has deep compassion for His children. God has deep love. God has a deep desire that each and every one of you may be in close communion with Him, to be in harmony with Him, to know His love, and to know the grace of His touch upon His children. These things can be known by both the mind and the soul in harmony with one another. Those faculties of the soul that are the natural inclinations of the individual can be readily uncovered and ignited with desire. The desire of every individual to reach above what you well know as the human condition, that condition that has been created by the mind of men and infused with other emotions and expressions that are not of the soul but of the mind, when these darker inclinations of the individual are set aside, and thus man is able to dig deeper within himself and come to this awakening of deeper inclinations, even in thoughts and feelings, so that these things come to the awareness of the mind, then one begins a true spiritual journey, not one that is filled with speculation and analysis and the projection of mental reckonings and ideas, but one that comes from the wisdom of the soul and the knowing of the soul. Such perceptions and faculties bring one much closer to the truth than the mind's ideas, which are often based on unsound truths and perceptions. Rather than set your spiritual foundation upon the sands of man's mindful imaginings, I urge you to set your foundations upon the rock that is your soul, for within your soul is much to be discovered. Within your soul are the faculties and capacities to truly understand the answers to those age-old questions. Where the mind may speculate, the soul may answer with unique and individual experiences and perceptions that come with the awakened soul. The soul must be awakened, my beautiful brothers and sisters. We in the celestial spheres have experienced the awakening of our own souls and have delved into the great mysteries of our souls, coming to know the existence of God in ways and experiences and understanding which come from soul perceptions and with our longing that originates in the soul, touching the soul of God and experiencing God's response in His loving and beautiful expressions. It comes of the Holy Spirit, that conveys the essence of God into our souls to that of the inner perceptions which allow us to see and understand clearly the truths of God's creation and God's existence. These truths become an unshakable part of our reality. For in the celestial kingdom, we have been transformed from what you are as mortals and what I have expressed as the image of God, receiving to a great extent the substance of God which is what we call divine love. The substance has transformed us, for this is its purpose and its active agent and power to transform the soul, so that all vestiges of the human experience and condition have been dissolved and transformed so that we may be divine angels, different beings from those who are mortal and those who are in the spirit world for we have indeed released our attachment to the mind and the material mind and allowed the mind of the soul, the consciousness of the soul, to absorb the other mind, this mind that you all cherish so deeply and nurture so intently. When we come to that place of soul awakening, 
where the power and glory of our souls, redeemed in the Father's love, are to such a great degree that we have released these tendencies of the material world and the spiritual existence and become something completely new. We have been reborn in love. We have come to see the world through the eyes of love and nothing other than love. Where humanity is built over eons of existence, a reality built of man, we have sloughed off this reality, allowing it to fall away in favor of our soul's awakening and towards atonement with God, so that these things of the mind, what you call the ego, the mindful expressions of thought and emotions, of intention and desire, have capitulated to the power of the soul awakened. Thus, we are a transformed being filled with many capabilities, instrumentalities, gifts, expressions, knowledge, and capacities to love. Our desire to love is not predicated upon judgment or need. Rather, it is the wholesome expression of our true being. Like a lens, we express forward the light of God through us in purity and beauty, power and grace. Indeed, within every soul is a longing to come to this condition of which I speak, to have their souls awakened, to be in atonement with God. For at some time in the soul's existence, this atonement was a part of their reality. But the soul in this condition was not a fully realized individual, rather something of great potential, something that was and is gathered about the great soul of God, waiting for its time to come to earth and be realized as an individual soul. So, you have been deeply blessed, beloved souls. You have come to that place of individuation. You are experiencing the material world and at a deeper level. You are experiencing the spiritual world. These experiences have informed much as to who you are and how you are in the world. And as I have said often in these talks, the condition of your material plane, unfortunately, is an expression of the disharmony of man rather than the true expression of the soul through man, for which the power of free will, humanity has continued upon a course of self-expression very much independent from God. As such, the power of the mind, the development of your minds and your intellects, the knowledge and experience and the expression of yourselves in this mindful state have created deep imbalances within you as an individual and within the world in which you interact. It is time for you to come in a humble way to release this powerful grip upon the need to be independent, in control, and powerful in your expressions in the world. These aspects of your mind which are in control of your actions are in deep need of moderation and wisdom, for these two things are severely lacking in the world of man upon this planet. Instead, each soul is encouraged to cultivate this condition and to bring about manifestations of one's capacity of the mind and the body and the emotions to create in the world all that is desired and to be manifested as an image of man, severely neglecting the truth that the individual is not just of mind but of the soul as well. The stronger aspect that which has the greater potential in the course of an individual's existence here and in spirit is that of the soul. The sooner that humanity realizes that there is indeed a profound opportunity of expression and creation originating from the capacities of the soul, the instrumentality of the soul, 
the perceptions of the soul, then a course towards greater harmony in the world will be realized, and humanity may then embark upon the next greatest adventure of the evolution of its species. The soul is a gentle thing. The soul is sensitive. The soul does not burst forth in insistence, seeking power, seeking to dominate. For as I have said, the soul is a reflection of God, and God, in His expression, does not seek to control man. In the reflection of the soul, these aspects shine through. But if the soul is not nurtured and recognized, the soul often becomes a withered and ineffective aspect of the individual. The soul needs to be fed. The soul requires your conscious acknowledgement so that it may step forth in a safe and protected way. Think of the newborn child and its vulnerabilities. Yet through that child, one may sense love and affection and desire to embrace its parents, a desire to express itself in creative and harmonious ways. This is the soul uninhibited. But unfortunately, soon upon the child's progression, there comes a time when the soul is isolated from the consciousness of the child. These vulnerabilities make the child uncomfortable, and the child sees in his parents and the world a somewhat unloving environment, an environment of great expectations as the reality of man is overlaid upon the consciousness of the child. Thus begins the journey towards the adoption of the human condition in all its errors, its harshness, and its lack of love. This is a great tragedy, my beloved friends, one which perpetuates the suffering of man. It is time for every soul to come into itself, to realize who and what it is. One must come to that place through reaching to God, for this is the reflexive and natural desire of a soul, to reach forth to God, because within this connection comes a sense of harmony and resonance. This is the soul of the individual, created by God, reaching towards its Creator and coming to know its Creator, feeling acknowledged by God, and in this way is empowered as God's love flows into the soul. As the soul feels the embrace of God, as the soul is awakened by the touch of God, and the power of his love in flowing into that soul, so that individual soul, which is often malnourished and withered, comes alive as the sucker of the soul awakens itself and comes to be in the world as an expressive and powerful aspect of the individual. Prayer is the key to the awakening and the empowerment of the soul. A sincere prayer to God goes forth and ignites the laws that God has put into place, that it may indeed receive a response, that it may indeed be blessed by the hand of God, that His Holy Spirit may indeed reach forth and convey this great and holy blessing of God's love to that soul. Though the soul may indeed have a limited awakening through the cleansing of the mind, the higher thoughts and desires of the mind for spiritual fulfillment and knowledge for this also brings responses, not only from God, but from those bright spirits that are in the world of spirit. To some degree, the angels of God, the celestial beings of which are many, indeed come and respond to these intentions of the mind, and in most cases that feeble desire from the soul for awakening. Yet much is accomplished through a well-intended prayer, one which is pure, 
one which is focused upon God. I must say that there are many efforts in the world expressed through the bright spirits and the angels to help uplift humanity, to inspire humanity towards greater light and greater attention towards their souls. This will continue until that time of our work is finished, and we will gather within the celestial heavens and continue upon our journey of soul awakening and development, for this journey is infinite and it will never cease. Yet our time now is to put great effort into awakening and inspiring the souls of men, for this task is immense. This task is expressed by the desire of every soul who is in the light to bring their brothers and sisters into the light. Many are engaged in a variety of ways to touch the hearts of men. God has ensured that spirits and angels of light may indeed come and assist humanity, for without this assistance, your plane would be of great darkness and have within it a sense of futility and hopelessness. It is the efforts of we, in spirit, who continue diligently to reach forth to humanity, to help uplift and educate and inspire, so that humanity may indeed seek and aspire towards things of the spiritual, things of the soul, things of God. Many individuals are distracted and do not hear our voices or feel this influence, for the power that we have is to suggest and influence rather than control and direct in a way that the individual soul cannot resist. This does not express the true laws of God, for each has within them the gift of free will and may decide for themselves the direction of their lives and the expressions of their beings in the world. We make a great effort, however, and exert great effort to help influence humanity from the very humble individual to those who are leaders and have power in the world. We continue to exert ourselves in a way that they may be uplifted and may decide to take a course of action that is of light rather than darkness. So we influence the minds of men and the souls of men. This we are doing at this time through this instrument and through many other channels and ways and means of communicating with humanity. Our great effort is often merely to accompany an individual in their daily tasks and their prayers, so to put some light around them, that they may not be influenced by the dark forces which are the lower spirits of the spirit world and the lower thoughts that are always present in your world. This task brings some results. Some are deeply affected, while many are not. But we persist and we do so in our love and dedication to God and to all of God's children. For each and every child of God is given a blessing of light in some fashion and in some way, so that they may be uplifted. When humanity comes to the realization that indeed they are not alone in their life struggles, that there are great influences and resources all about them, and that they may choose to be in the light, that they may choose to come to understand their true selves, their great souls, souls that are destined to be in the light, and will in time find their way to the light. Our desire is that the route is swift and sure, that they may come into the light in their time upon earth, for their time on this earth determines many things as they transition into the world of spirit. If an individual has chosen light, whatever degree that light may be, they reap a great benefit upon their journey into the spirit world 
for the laws of spirit determine the positions of that soul within the many realms and layers of the spirit spheres. There are dark spheres and light spheres, as we have spoken of. I encourage you to make effort to be in the light, to connect yourselves with your own soul, and to connect with who you are with the great soul of God. In this way, you ensure a light, you bring light, you awaken to light. In this way, the wisdom of your soul, the faculties of your soul, will come alive and will be nourished, for the soul is nourished in light. It is only the mind that thrives in darkness or in light. It is not dependent upon spirituality, since the material mind is a thing of its own and a reflection of the material world. Do not neglect those other parts of yourself, those parts that are very dependent upon light, upon love, upon the truth. For if you extend yourself beyond the limited view of the mind, you will find a whole world that awaits you, a world full of those things that will gratify the soul and awaken the soul in all its beauties and wonders, that which God has given each and every soul. You are unique, filled with unique qualities and unique experiences and perceptions. Your soul will find its way to God. This must be. It is the law, but that journey may be circuitous and painful, or it may be swift and joyous. That is your choice and your responsibility. I urge you all to bring your soul into focus. Do so with prayer. Awaken yourselves with the opening and vulnerability of your soul seeking God, asking in simple words and simple desire, Father, bring me close. Embrace me in your love. Help me to understand who I truly am. Help me to understand why I am here. What is my destiny? How may I proceed? What road do you wish for me to follow? In asking these questions with deep sincerity and faith, you will find your answers, not all in one great revelation, but in your daily journey towards God and towards your own soul. You will find that these answers will come. You will feel the expansion and empowerment of your soul as you seek the gift of God's divine love, and you will come to know these things. They will become clear, and you will come to clarity about who you truly are, what you may do, express, experience, and know about. The wisdom of your soul will bring deeper perceptions than that of the mind and open the faculties that are of your great soul. May God bless you upon that journey, beloved and beautiful souls. We come to assist you on that journey, to inspire and invite you upon a truly magnificent journey towards God. In time you will enter the celestial heavens and know the transformation of which I speak, the experience of a new and vital self awakened in love. God bless you, beloved souls. I am your friend, your teacher, your brother. I am Jesus and I walk with you always. God bless you.